Hi, how's it going everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Chillax, a Singapore podcast where you listen to this our boy read interesting news and give his thoughts about it. So today we'll be talking about Singapore bus fans. This has been a very interesting topic to me because I've always been wondering how does someone get interested in buses? Typically you will expect someone to be interested in cars in- instead. I mean, generally cars are the ones that have higher social value, isn't it? And you will kind of have desires for cars. But for buses, such a weird thing. I mean, buses is like a common public transport. And I think a lot of people can understand how someone is interested in cars. Because be it whether you're a car fan or not, when you see a Maserati or a Porsche, you can see that it is a very cool and very sexy car. But then for buses, when you look at buses, how can this be cooler than the other one? How can this be 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 interesting at all it's just a bus and that is why i decided to research on this topic today and share with you guys what makes these people tick what makes these people interested in buses and you know what got me interested in this topic in the first place was this article that i read on mothership which was very interesting it reads singapore bus seats converted into office chairs by vehicle scrapyard for sale at hundred dollars a local scrapyard is selling upcycled bus seats as office chairs for $100 each. The scrapyard Kim Lee Huat Hardware posted photos of their new product on May 31st. May 31st. Update on June 1st at 7.10pm. Kim Lee Huat told Mothership that it has removed its Facebook posts due to overwhelming demand for the bus seat office chairs, which are now out of stock. You know, in this article, they said, you can buy these chairs and bulk. Can you imagine how many chairs they had? And within one day, one day, all of these chairs sold out. Imagine see, how passionate these bus fans are. How many bus fans are in Singapore? I mean, I'm quite sure most of you have seen these bus fans before and some of you might be acquainted with them or even are friends with one of them. And it's always such a baffling thing. Like, how do you get interested in buses? And there might be even more bus fans in Singapore. Closet bus friends, I, I suppose. Hence, you know, I decided to look into this topic and just find out who are these people? Who exactly are these bus fans? And while researching on this topic, I found this very funny video that I saw 10 years ago and it's still very funny to this day. Let me play it for you guys. And among first in line to hop on is Jay Tan. The 23-year-old self-professed train spotter didn't want to miss the early morning commuting action. Well, I'm on one of the first trains out and it's been a smooth journey so far. Very few people on board, I suspect, because most would prefer sleeping in on a Saturday morning, but not reporters like me, my hardworking camera crew, and of course, a few train enthusiasts. I too excited, I can't sleep last night, so I want to board the first train. I also like to board the bus, I take a bus photo at the bus stop. Uh, outside the bus station, doing bus popping or train spotting. Sometimes, uh, like a new, either the new train or new bus, I really like it very much. It's damn funny, isn't it? So cute, the guy. <laughs> you wake up early in the morning, Saturday morning, just to board the train, just to be the first one to board the train. And he, and he just talking about his hobby, you know. I like to do train spotting, bus spotting when he's free. And this is so funny. He's like such an innocent guy, you know. And what is most confusing about this is this guy woke up on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, you should be sleeping in. I will be sleeping in, you know. 
you want to be the first one to board the train and what kind of joy does it derive from being the first one to board the train like it's not like an iphone you know i mean iphone you kind of reasonably expect that you know you can feel a sense of pride for being the first one because you came outside and iphone is like a social status symbol kind of thing but trains it doesn't make sense that's why we are looking into this today like who are these people like, are these students where do they get all this time are they just regular adults you know apparently Straits Times and CNA ha has actually covered these people and this is quite interesting reading into it you know let's, let me just share one of the articles that they wrote they talk about this guy who works as a train controller so his name is Mr. Zakaria he works as a train controller and has about 500 signboards electronics and other paraphernalia in the master bedroom of the housing board flat he shares with his parents so it seems like this guy is working but he's living with his parents and he said Mr. Zakaria's love of buses changed his life in more ways than one. He met his fiancée at Braddell Bus Park a few years ago when she was working there and he was picking up some bus guides. Okay this is quite suspicious. This is confusing also. Like he met his fiancée at Braddell Bus Park a few years ago when she was working there and he was picking up some bus guides. I really need some advice from him because how does this happen? How is it even possible? Like imagine like you put yourself in his shoes. You go over, okay, bus van, you walk over there to the bus stop, you know, to the counter, service counter. They will pick up some bus guys. And you just casually chat up that girl that is working there, the counter girl, and hey, Chobu, can you give me your number? <laughs> it's like, does that even make sense? Like imagine you are the girl working there right now. And this weird guy comes up. I mean, okay, let, okay, that's a bit harsh to call him a weird guy. But this random dude that comes out to get a bus guy, and he chats you up and try to get your number. Like, like, I mean, is this a context? Is this, is this a social situation for this? I mean, you will kind of expect this in a bar or I don't know in school, but at a bus stop, at a bus stop, it's like it doesn't make sense. And you know he really needs to teach me. I need to know what is his trick. Like how how does he even chat up the girl at the bus park? You know, like it. Like, yeah, I really need to know that because I've been single for since forever. But anyway, let's continue. Okay, the loose community of bus fans in Singapore are a varied bunch, and bus captain Mohammad Nas Faririn. Okay, so apparently this article also talk about other bus fans as well so the first one is a train controller the second one is a bus captain he is 23 years old and has taken many photos of buses including bandy buses electric buses and new buses being towed along the roads at night he also collects model buses and other bus items so it seems that these bus fans or train fans right are collectors in some ways they like to collect a lot of things they can be collecting signboards they can be collecting electronics. They can be collecting photos of buses. And then the article also talks about a university student who, who is a bus fan as well. So it's not just bus captains and train controllers who are working in the public buses or public transport industry that is interested in these kind of things. They are students as well. And this guy is named Ryan Lim. He's 23 years old and he collects bus guides. So Mr. Lim gets a thrill whenever he spots a misprint. He points out one such error in the brochure for Service 825, which cites Bukit Panjang when you should say Yochukang. He now has about 1,000 bus guides at home, mostly for the past two decades. Okay, it's like this, at this point, like, 
it's just completely very baffling to me really like fast guys you get a thrill when you spot a misprint i don't know like what is going on like it seems like this bus and train fans right collects all kinds of things bus related it can be digital photos it can be bus guys it can be signboards and if you look at the article right they post pictures of them with all these items and you can clearly see that their room is so cluttered with all these items you know i'm just wondering right now is this hobby a subset or variant of having a hoarder mentality like is this a, a, a hoarder variant like where you give yourself the excuse that you know you're a bus fans but you just actually like hoarding okay but let's not be judgmental here let's continue to read on and find out what motivates them you know actually they might not be hoarders but they are just interested in collecting and they are interested in buses and trains so actually CNA covered like what motivates them and what got them into this hobby in the first place so they covered this guy called Mr. Kuma so they said Mr. Kuma's love affair with buses began when he was around four years old okay so it starts around that young four years old four years old what am I doing in life I can't remember like I don't know so he, he quotes in our living room the sofa is adjacent to the window and right below is a bus stop for service 307. It was the only bus service which operated in this estate. So every 15 minutes or 30 minutes, a bus will come back around and it will echo throughout the estate. Okay, that's very loud. Like, I don't want to be living near there, this kind of bus, this kind of estate. Like, wow, how, how, do, how do I even sleep? Okay, but I digress, I digress. He recalled, okay, so he recalled this situation, you know. This bus always comes with 15 minutes or 30 minutes and you can hear the sound echo throughout the estate. Pretty cool. And it's very striking, he said. The orange, yellow, white colors. The bus comes to a stop right in front of my house. You hear people tapping their easy cards. Wow, seriously, it's like how which floor you living is like you can literally hear every single sound from it, you know. You hear people tapping their easy cards, the bus drives off, and a few minutes later it comes back again. So it was a constant sight of this. That had made me really intrigued. So he's intrigued by these noises and these sights. It's very fascinating and very striking. So when he was slightly older, he begged his parents to use the computer at home, not to play games, but to look up information on buses. Okay, this one is quite suspicious here. You need to call it out here. It's like this guy begged his parents to use the computer, not to play games, you know, but to look up information on buses. Like seriously, as a guy. You, you, you believe in this like okay so to all my guys who are all my guy listeners right like can you believe this no right like what the heck i know for sure at this age right i remember i remember what i was searching for and you you, you guys know what you usually search for at that age right you are not looking at pokemon or whatever you're looking at something else i mean when you're so young full of energy and i mean you're not looking at buses like like you must be lying for sure this one i really need to be i really need to call this out this is so suspicious <laughs> but anyway let's just believe him for now okay he really searched for buses instead of searching for you know whatever it is <laughs> but anyway let's continue okay this article also talks about another guy like how he got interested in buses so for mr ahamad when I was very young, my obsession kept changing. Initially, it was traffic lights, okay? That's interesting. Then road sweepers. 
then it shifted to trains okay so you start from traffic lights you are interested in traffic lights then you change the road sweepers is this like the car road sweeper or the actual person road sweeping okay then it shifted to trains okay this is how it evolves you know it starts from traffic lights then you move to trains at the end of the final stage of the evolution because my dad was a big petrol head then he moved to cars for a bit but his passion was then diverted to buses so it can come it can like kind of shift here and there but i mean eventually it went back to buses so there's no actual reason because right now right they just kind of narrate like how these simple things got them interested because i always thought right in your motivation because you're so all these people are so passionate about buses and trains like i would expect something more deep-seated like something that like you maybe you got scarred emotionally or something that's why you got so obsessed with trains and buses maybe you got knocked down by a bus that's why you got interested in buses <laughs> it's like relieving your terrible memories isn't it but actually it's not the starting point the 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 seed that that created this this interest right is something very simple it could be a striking bus some uh interacting with buses and trains early on that got you interested in this hobby okay so let's continue after school, the youngster would hop on buses, which would take him all over the island. And the bus ride remains a fun way of exploring parts of Singapore people are unfamiliar with. Amid a pandemic where overseas travel remains out of reach for most, this represents the perfect time to jump on buses to explore, said fellow bus enthusiast Ahmad. So what he said here is kind of interesting actually. I, I realize a lot of my friends are also kind of agree with this because they, when I talk to them, like I tell, I tell them like trains are better because I mean for me I can't ride buses. Buses I will get motion sick. Train smooth, no no bending around, no jumping up and down. Sometimes you got you, you get this very shitty bus captain like he just started like 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 driving buses, and he it will make you pick one because he keep on jerking the bus. Like how is that fun? How is that enjoyable? I mean trains are always smooth, but a lot of my friends say that you know they enjoy taking buses instead of trains is because buses brings you around you get to see the outside environment it allows you to explore different nooks and cranny of singapore like like so what this guy says that if you take a bus somewhere you can find out more about place certain places that you normally wouldn't see if you deviate from the usual route so now is the perfect time when there's nowhere else to travel you can just take a bus and sightseeing in singapore so this is something that is interesting and I can kind of agree with that. Like, you know what makes buses enjoyable is, you know, taking these buses around. I mean, as time goes by, as I become more like used to motion sickness, right? Like I can distract myself from the motion sickness. And if the bus driver is good, I can really enjoy buses because like in certain bus routes where it's driven by very experienced bus drivers, right? And it's very, it, it's very interesting to see the path, you know, like, it, because it drives it doesn't take highway i mean some of the buses take highway but it explores different nooks and cranny different areas in, where normally cars wouldn't go because as a, if you take a car you will go from point a to point b in the shortest distance but buses will go try and hit different areas right and that's where you see a lot of different parts of singapore that you've never seen before and that's that what that is what makes it very interesting and i kind of agree with that i mean if this is the case right if you are young and you experience this and you find it interesting that is reasonable that's reasonable yeah okay so that's pretty cool but one of the questions that has been plaguing me right when it comes to this hobby is do you ever 
outgrow it. Like, okay, you can see that these people are quite young. You have the Ryan Lim, which is 23 years old. You have this bus captain, which is 23 years old as well, surprisingly. And you can see that the other people that are being covered here is, they look pretty young. So the question is, do you outgrow this? Because if you think about this, right, this, this hobby, this hobby is not like, like, like you can't compare this to a car fanatic hobby, isn't it? Because for cars, right, it's a universal, universally understood thing and you, there's a universal appeal and there's so, some sort of stater, status, social value to it, you know. But for this, people, I mean, this is something that is like, people kind of laugh at in that sense. And you tell people that you like buses. It's, it doesn't help you at all in any kind of social relationship. And you, can, and you realize something. Everybody here covered in these articles, right, are all guys. So that's why the question becomes even more important. I don't think it makes sense for you to tell somebody that you like, that you like buses because maybe they'll just run away. You are some weird bus fan guy. I don't know. I have never been in this kind of situation before. So maybe I think they know better, I suppose. But the question is like, do they outgrow it? Because in this article, right, it show that these people can be as young as 19 years old and you can be as old as 38 years old as a working adult. So it seems like you never outgrow this. But then we look at the guy, it, it seems like he's single, the 38 years old guy, and his room is very cluttered as well, you know? And, and, and this brings me to the question, it's like, it's like, you know, at one point you have to make the decision, right? Do you want to sacrifice this hobby or do you want a normal life? Because this hobby, it seems like it's really holding them back, isn't it? Because it, it takes up so much space in your room, like, and when people, when you invite your girlfriend back to your house and they see your room, it's like, wow. It, it scares people off, you know. It scares people off. But it, it clearly shows that you never outgrow it. Like, it, it's not very easy to outgrow things because, like, it's such a personal thing, isn't it? Like, you collect all these things, you go through all this effort to collect all this. this all these things seems to be junk to other people. But, you know, they take a lot of effort to collect all these things. And I can understand that. And, and this is what keeps them, like, occupied. Keeps them interested. I mean, and I'm just glad for them, actually. Because hobbies... Not everybody has a hobby and having a hobby is good because it keeps you like I don't know interested in life I suppose. I like, know a lot of people have any hobby you see. Like their life is just I go to work, I study, I come back home, I watch my show. That's pretty boring isn't it? And actually these people are much more interesting than the regular people. But it's just that the fact that they are interested in bars that makes it less I don't know appealing I guess these people. Hence, it's kind of sad, you know, like, why, why are people so judgmental? Maybe I'm the judgmental guy here. But I'm quite sure other people feel the same as well. Like, if, you, if somebody tells you that you, they like buses, you kind of judge them, right? But they are so much, they are so much more interesting. Because their weekends and their regular day is filled with exploring these hobbies, learning about these hobbies, exploring history. Because these buses, these things that they collect, is also tied to history of Singapore. How things grow like how things progresses and evolves you know throughout the years and this is something that will be like very fun and and insightful kind of thing to do right but that's how it is that's the situation you know you, you can't really do much here but that's basically the, the things that i researched these are the things that i found about bus fanatics in singapore and i hope you guys enjoy it but anyway this is not the end of the podcast I mean, as you guys know who have listened to this podcast, I also cover news as well. So at the end of the podcast, near the end, right, I will cover some interesting news. And this is one interesting news that has appeared during the lockdown. I mean, they, don't, they didn't call this a lockdown, but I am quite sure this is a lockdown. So, you know, previously there was a 
I was locked down, there was a Dalgona coffee, right? That got very popular. <laughs> and I think this one is going to take its place now. This is a Coca-Cola and Milo powder recipe. And they say it tastes like root beer. It's supposed to taste like root beer. And you know, this article is, was created by Mothership and the author actually tried the recipe out. Combining Coke and Milo powder together. If you only happen to have a bottle of Coke and Milo powder and no vanilla ice cream, you can make something reminiscent of a Coke float. That's what she said. This recipe went viral among Malaysians on Facebook, calling it a hack to make root beer tasting drink. I mean, I'm quite sure you can find root beer in, in Malaysia. Why do you need to put yourself through this, through this pain and through this ridiculous process? But anyway, people are bored. People are stuck at home. That's why they are doing these kind of ridiculous things. After several confused sips. So, okay, the author created the thing already. She mixed it together. So she took several confused sips. I will describe the taste as a Milo flavored soda. Pretty much like a creamier Coca-Cola with a lesser than desired amount of gas. Maybe I stirred too much. A solid 3 out of 10. Solid some more, you know, solid 3. But still fail. Not good enough. While it does, okay, while it does taste somewhat like a root beer float, more than it does a Coke float anyway, I don't think I would attempt this recipe again. My taste buds just couldn't help but separate the two distinctive flavors of Milo and Coca-Cola. It's like a chao chaotic party in my mouth. Chaotic party in my mouth. <laughs> okay, never mind. I, I shall not deviate from this. I haven't tried it yet, but it, it sounds like a shitty recipe. So I guess you, you guys can try it at your own risk. But anyway, that's the end of this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy it. If you enjoy it, please follow the podcast. You can follow the podcast on all the major podcast channels and platforms. You can actually subscribe to the channel as well. There's a YouTube channel where I post all these podcasts. But I mean, you won't see my face. I mean, not so soon yet. Maybe I will do this one year and if it goes anywhere, then I would show my face but in the meantime you can just follow the channel as well i mean it kind of shows that people are interested like i mean it's a good indication and a good like like feedback that i know that hey people are interested in this i should continue to do this uh, i'm just going to try this for one year and see where this takes me and of course most importantly as any podcast is is you can send topics questions or feedback or anything you are interested in and you any topics that you want me to talk about for the next episode by sending it to Chilex Singapore Podcast at gmail.com. So it's Chilex, which is the podcast name, Singapore Podcast at gmail.com. So you can send your questions and send your topics, and I will read it out in the next podcast. So, anyway, have a great day, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.